let me backtrack. I only officially knew when I looked at my space and I'm like, hold on a second. Are you living somebody else's version of success or yours? Mm-hmm. And is that somebody else your parents? Because there's a big circle there of what success means or is it society? Are you just falling in line with whatever they're saying? Welcome back, everyone, to the Modern Masculinity Podcast, a space designed to help redefine what it means to be a man in the modern era. Our hope with this podcast is to support men on their journey towards becoming the best possible version of themselves by providing insight, support, perspective, but most importantly, a safe space to live authentically with a community of conscious kings. Every week, we will take a deep dive into topics such as toxic masculinity, men's mental health, personal relationships, conscious leadership, and powerful guest appearances. Men, we see you, we hear you, and we are standing tall beside you every single day in the arena of misunderstood masculinity. Let's get into today's episode. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Modern Masculinity Podcast. I'm your co-host, CK. What's going on, bad people? It's Anwar, aka A-Squared. And today we have a powerful conversation because we're talking about something men talk about a lot is our definition of success, what it means, has it evolved, um, is it helping us or is it harming us? Who knows? There's so much to dive into and I'm excited because uh, Anwar and I are we're really passionate about sharing this experience of what success has always meant to us. But before we do that, you always know what time it is. <gasps> what to do what to do what to do coach kyle what up what up up? you like my deep i hope they i hope they heard the deep voice i went deep today you know what i i feel bad for the audience because i know how much you guys love the mood check and you guys are so on the mood check vibes and um with the with the with the with the zoom we can't harmonize as well like i caught that a little in a lot in the last episode too we can't harmonize as well but you know what's a work in progress you know it's a work in progress my people we will get eventually back to a place where um you know we get this whole situation set up and stuff like that and you know we're just kind of evolving and doing our best to serve you guys as best we can with the tools that we have but um I miss being able to like harmonize in person with like the same, like it sounds the exact same. We don't got to go through, you know, Rogers and Bell and networks to, yeah. <laughs> to, to get it all going. But um, how is your mood, my guy? How are you doing? What's, what's, what's popping? What's new? That was good. That was good. I, I appreciate you sharing that too. Cause I noticed that in the episode as well. And I think that um, maybe it's like you take the mood and I take the check. I was going to say, I was going to say, maybe we can, let's try it right now. Let's try it right now. Let's try it right now. Let's go for it. Okay. I might go to my mood. You do mood, yeah. Okay. Are you ready? Yeah. Before we get into today's episode, you know what time it is. Mood check. Okay. Oh, that's kind of a vibe. I like that. Okay. No, I like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We in here. We in here. That's, <laughs> that's the new Zoom vibes right there. <laughs> go ahead. Lead the way. Lead the oh, way. Oh, that was good. That was good. Uh, how's my mood? My mood is good, man. Honestly, I feel uh, a lot much more aligned being back in my hometown. I think that the transition uh, has been a journey. It's been tough. I keep talking about it and it has been tough. But at the end of the day, I think that uh, it really makes me feel like I'm stepping into my own and I feel like I'm 
making good progress and there's good opportunities showing up for me. And that there's a lot of commitment to decisions that I am following through with and, and embodying. And, you know, I, I know, I knew coming back here was going to be a short term. So for me, you know, being here is not a forever moment. It's not to come back and stay here for the remainder of my life. It's very much a transitionary space. It's to come, it's to figure things out. It's to replant, reground, um, restructure that foundation and then move that foundation, bring that foundation with me to wherever I go. So that's very much my intent and purpose here. So it's starting to feel like that is slowly aligning amongst the craziness and amongst the chaos. Mm -hmm. uh, there's very much a lot of, of beautifulness in this chaotic moment. So uh, for me, I feel great about it. I feel fantastic about it. How the hell are you? Reset, realign, reground. I love it. Um, dude, it's summer, man. Like, I mean, like, it's summer. Like, being Canadian, sometimes I'm just like, you could really live a life where the sun is just out all the time. Like, that actually exists out there. Because the, the vibes, the mood, man, it's just the sun is always out. Like, it's just like, there's always something that you're just like, you could be doing something that's so minute, like something so basic, but it's sunny and you feel good. Like, you know what I mean? Um, on the contrary, when I lived in Australia, it was sunny all the time. And I remember thinking there being like, how do people find motivation when it's just like sunny all the time? You know, mm -hmm. like that was the opposite energy I felt when I was in Australia was like, where's the grit then? You know, like, where is the grind? Where is the understanding of like that life isn't such a sunny, it's not sunny all the time. You know, like I found that it felt like when you were, when I was in Australia, it was constantly on a vacation. You know what I mean? Like I was like, you're never, you never leave vacation mode. And I think that there's something to be said about um, the, the, the motivation you have when it's all good all the time. You're just like, you're moving from such a positive space all the time. Um and that's how I feel right now. Like, I feel like I'm in that kind of like grind, but I'm on vacation because it's sunny. Like, it's yeah. like when I'm done, when I check out, I'm like, oh, it's sunny outside. I can go do something cool um, or do nothing. And I still will love it. Um, and so I always find that balance of just like every time summer comes around, I'm like, man, I'm so much more happier. But like, it's. And we're, we're going to define success today, right? Like, what is your definition of happiness, too, at the same time? You know what I mean? Is it weather dependent? Is it like. You know, like, can you, could I redefine how I feel, you know, in the winter times and things like that? Or maybe it's just, I don't know, man, but there is a commitment level that I have to the sun that I'm like, uh, do I want to be in a sunnier place um, for a longer period of time? Um, who knows? But I just feel freaking great. I think that, you know, I think that the summer is an awesome time. Um, and also we just had the pandemic and stuff too. So maybe it's a double combination of like freedom plus sun. But mm -hmm. I feel great, man. I feel really good. I feel I'm um, inspired. I feel like um, I'm in service. I feel like I want to continue to serve. Um, the sun feels like all, and this is what, this has been the definition of my life. And I've always said this, the more, the, the better I feel, the more I want to give. Like it's never been, I feel great. I want to like selfishly, like I just, to me, it's always been like, dude, I feel unreal. Who can I help? Who needs my help? Like, who, like who, who, who can I do something for? Like, I feel good. I feel great. And when I'm not in those spaces and I don't feel as great, I just feel like my, my giving level is dying. Like my willingness to want to give is dying. And it innately hurts me because I love to give and I love to help. And I love to like, you know, be of service and like, you know, help people move needles in their lives and things like that. So, um, you know, 
having all this extra energy just makes me want to like do more things, achieve more things. You know, my lack of energy has never been, or, you know, the energy that I get has never been to hold it for myself. It's always been to fire it back off into the universe and give it back. You know what I mean? So, um, I feel great because not only do I feel good, I'm helping more people. I feel like I'm in more service. I'm like getting back to like, you know, communicating and connecting with people. And, um, those are the things that fill my cup up every single day. So, um, I feel good. I feel good. Mm. The sun is doing its work. Vitamin D, baby. Vitamin D, baby. Uh, with that in, in context, there is, uh, or a lot of people say that when you are feeling like missionless or purposeless or lost or like overwhelmed or tired, um, to be of service, to go give back, to volunteer, to do these things. Yeah. And, you know, what you spoke about, I think, is the reality often of it. It's like, I'm, I'm tired, though. Like, I am, I'm in this space, um, and I feel like I want to do that when I'm in a different space. What part does that statement play in that for you? And do you find that it's possible to get to that space? Um, or do you really feel like you need to wait to, I guess, feel it first in order to kind of become in service, if you will? Yeah, no, I think, I think if I had like, say my phone, say where it's using cell phone examples as life, you know, and I'm on 10% battery, the, the, it's giving me that notification of like, you want to go on low mode? I'm still serving at low mode. Like mm. service to me is not exist at 90% full battery. Like I in low mode, I'm still going to give you everything that I got. I just can't give you as much as I would have given you. Like gotcha. um, my service is not like giving is never a continuum of like, I'm at, you know, maybe it's a, maybe moving forward, you need to be more conscious that when you're at low battery mode, it's serve yourself first. And then, you know, like maybe that's the maturing process. Maybe as I mature, I should understand that like, Hey, when you're, phone is at 20% battery. That doesn't mean exhaust that with other people. That means get back in control, get it, but give it back to yourself, get you to 50 and then become of service for people. Maybe that's the evolution. Maybe that's the learning that I need to, to learn. But, you know, I always feel like it doesn't matter where I'm at. I'm still like, depleting myself for other people. Like I'm always, it doesn't matter if I'm at the low end of the, 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 the battery life or at the high end of the battery life. Like the whole continuum to me is like, I get, I get something out of giving. I get something out of giving. Something feels good to me about giving, whether it's advice, financial, like giving my my resources up or my, you know, my experiences up. Giving in general just makes me feel good. It gives mm. me uh it, it gives me a feeling that like is um empowering. Um uh, and it, it gives me a, a purpose, it gives me a meaning to keep going. Um but I think one could argue that at those lower ends of the battery life spectrum, you might want to charge yourself up first. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Because like you always preach to me, like without, without you, there's no others. Like there is no, you know what I mean? Without you, there's nothing like, you know what I mean? Um, and that's a maturing process for me of learning that, you know, I got to give to myself first and I got to love me first and I got to do things for me first. Um, and then do things for others and start to live life, uh, with that in mind always, you know, mm -hmm. um, love that. Yeah, I think that what I what I heard in there too, which I think is is potentially going to maybe alter my space as well, is I think that you know when they tell you to go volunteer or to be of service because that's what's going to fuel you, I think that there is a portion of like let's say your ten percent battery that you're like, listen, I'm on ten percent, but you know what, like let's let's say that's I want to hypothetically try this narrative, right? So I'm going to go volunteer at a shelter today. So um, I'm at ten percent and I I don't have a whole lot of energy, but I get there and then a portion of my battery, let's say raises. And let's say when I leave the shelter or I'm in the midst of it, my battery may have gone from 10 to 50, right? Let's just say, right. But what I think I hear more is that there's a, there's different batteries, 
there's different battery levels uh, based on like the different portions of you. So your emotional um, battery um, may fill, but your physical battery may drain, right? You may be feeling like I'm, I'm, my emotions are on a high, but your body says, yes, but you still need to rest me. Like I still exist here too. There's like multiple batteries that you fill and drain over the course of a day. And so I just was curious to know if that was a space, but I do like the idea of like, even though I'm at 10, like I'm doing my best to still be of service because what that says is even if I'm tired, I'm still going to, I'm still going to give you what I can. I'm not mm -hmm. going to say I'm at 10. That means you're worthless or that if I have an encounter with another person, I'm going to be short or disrespectful or rude because I'm at 10. It just simply means I won't be able to give you maybe what my 90 would look like right now, but I can give you maybe what my 10 looks like right now. And that still does include respect and kindness and whatever, um, even if it's in short capacity. So um, I love that. I appreciate that. No, for sure. Yeah. it's something that I, I'm trying to unpackage it for myself too. It's just like, reality is, is that, you know, when you're in those spaces, like, I do think that like, it's not, you know, I also like to me when I'm more so when I feel like my karma isn't good or like, those are times where I'm like, I go more into like, okay, go back to service. You know, it almost like, and this is not for everybody. This is not, this is literally my personal reflection on my own life. Like when I feel like the universe is like, you know, I've had a, a string of like, bad luck or like i've had some like you know like i feel like the universe is like not working with me like i'm not in synergy with the universe anymore like typically i feel like i'm maybe more in a selfish state and i'm taking a lot and that is like a reminder of me to like like when i want luck to go back in my favor i actually always revert to going back to people like helping people you know and because i just like the karma wheel for me is always like okay you want this thing over here we'll go help this thing over here you know what i mean mm. like that is the karma wheel for me um and so I'm always, and I think because I have that karma wheel, I'm, I'm always like, serve, 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 more, 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 get more, you know, for all my Muslims, like, get more ajah, get more like dua, you know what I mean? Get more like, um, you know, get more good karma, good energy in your, in your wheelhouse so that when you go and achieve and you're looking for the abundance and the manifestation, it's like, it's almost like the universe goes, yeah, deserved, yeah, earned, you know what I mean? And it keeps kind of funneling things my way. Um, and so that's another thing that I know I plague in my own mind of like, that is why I'm also constantly of like service is I've always like, I want the good energy. I want the good aura. I want the good chemistry. You know what I mean? Do mm -hmm. do right by people. They'll like, you know, the world will do right by you type of thing. And I know I carry that naturally. Um, and that's something that I believe in. I've always cared. I've always valued reputation. I've always valued consequences for your actions. I've always valued accountability, um, you know, responsibility, a lot of these other things. And so a lot of my decision-making process usually stems from that, regardless of where my battery is. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That is the, the real grounding foundation that drives who I am. So, yeah. And the karmic expression is really too, it's true on both ends. And I just, um, <clears throat> you talked about yeah, the, the, the filing of yep, deserved, yep, earned. And I think that what's sometimes taken out of context is that the net, we'll call it the negative side of karma is still yep, deserved, yep, earned. Because if you're operating out of 10 and let's say you go into a store and you operate out of what society may look at as a 10 and you're short and you're you're maybe a little bit more cutthroat and rude and disrespectful. Um, the karmic expression of that says, yep, deserved, yep, earned, and throws that back at you at some point, right? Because that's what you earned. You earned that by giving that. 
right? That's how the karmic expression works. Um, and I'm sure that's what you meant. I just wanted to pull that out because I think that uh, we like to think the negative or the bad part of karma where we have bad things come to us is not deserved and earned. Um, and it's only the plot, the positive when in, it's both sides. It's both deserved and earned. It's based on your actions. So mm -hmm. if you're kind in that 10%, then the next person who comes into your space who might be operating at a 10% at that time will give that to you because that's what you gave at some point to someone else. That's how the karmic expression works. But again, you do the opposite and that person will come at you at 10 and they will be short with you and they will be disrespectful to you because that is what was quote unquote in the filing system deserved and earned at the same time. My friends, let's talk about mental health and the sponsor of this podcast. This episode is sponsored by Tether, a peer-enabled mental health and well-being platform for men. Tether helps men find meaning and purpose through community, accountability pods, and a 24-7 support network. Tether invites us all to be a part of changing the face of masculinity and letting every man know that struggling and vulnerability doesn't make you any less of a man. It simply makes you human. And for me, I've had a lot of personal experience with this app. I've used it many times. I've shared a lot of vulnerable moments. I've shared some strength moments, some exciting moments. The app is open for everyone to simply just share. And like I said in the introduction, a peer-enabled space where we're supporting each other without any pressure to fix, just simply to honor each other's journey. They also just added in a conscious content section where they're sharing podcasts they're sharing blog posts it is a really powerful space so we really want to implore you and encourage you to download it from the app and google store it is tether t-e-t-h-r available on both app stores join the community i promise you will not regret it so we, we could talk about karmic, karmic expression forever but today we're kind of talking about the definition of success. And we kind of already touched on it a bit, I think, and the idea of having service be a part of our space. I think that this is going to be an interesting space to understand like, what does success mean to us? And I think from our previous conversation, you have a evol evolution of success, an evolution of what it has meant to you. And I do too. Um, but I think that it would be very powerful for everyone listening to understand your story and how that has evolved. Um, and maybe where it stemmed from at the beginning, growing up as a child and as a teenager, and maybe a young, you know, 20 year old into now being a 30 year old, ready to kind of take on success in a different way. Give the people your definition of what success means or has meant and is now meaning. Success, man, what a, what a confusing concept to try to understand. You know what I mean? hundred percent. I think defining success is one of those things. And the best, the best thing that ever happened to me is hearing this one expression about success and it just changed everything. It was like, um, defining success sounds like it's like, all right, cool. Define it. Like, what is it? It's a one thing. But I remember hearing somewhere and it was like, success is a moving target. And I was like, there it is. That's why it's so hard to define. It's moving. There it is. It's moving. It's a moving target. How you? How do you want me to define something that is not standing? It doesn't stand still. It doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't allow you to define it. It just keeps moving. You know what I mean? And so once you under like once I understood that, I was like, oh, success doesn't actually stand still. It's actually not. You can't define it. Um, it moves. And if it moves, I got to figure out well, why is it move? What about the target moves? And you start to realize it's like, oh, where you're at in life is moving. That's mm -hmm. why it moves. You know, like. 
success to me is a, it's something that, you know, same way we try to, you know, I try to change the definition of, you know, what balance meant before, you know, like, you know, success kind of has that same lingering thing to it. Success kind of has this, this connotation that it's an endpoint, Like it's like this destination, right? Um, Jim Carrey says it best too, right? Like Jim Carrey talks about that's that, that quote that he always says, he's like, I wish everyone could be rich and famous and understand that, you know, there's still, that to me is like, you know, when people think about like success, they think of it from that context. Like as if Jim Carrey has no reason to feel how he feels because like in your mind, if you could reach that thing that Jim Carrey has, everything would go away. Right. But it doesn't work. The Jim Carrey says, yeah, I wish we all could be rich and famous. So you could see that that's not it. Right. That's not, there isn't, there isn't a success line here. This is just like, then you come here and then the target still moves. Mm. <laughs> like Once you hit this point, the target still moves. Right. And, and so for me, defining it has always been like success has always been um, something that I've used to set goals. Mm. You know, it's something that I've always used to like set a metric for myself. You know, what would success look like in this environment? You know? So if you were to, if you were to be like, Hey, Anwar, you know, you were saying you're my personal trainer and you'd be like, Hey, Anwar, what do you want to achieve? Like, what's your goal? You know what I mean? Success to me is whatever I say to you back. That thing that whatever I express back to you, I want to gain this amount of thing. I want to do this. I want to do this. I want to do that. Like laying down these objectives to me would be like, that is what I see successful in this specific thing. It's a target that I'm setting within this space. Now I've created a container for it. And now I'm going to make a plan and everything to achieve it. Like I'm going to go for it. Um, But when I get there, we just go back to another consultation of like, well, now what's your definition of success now that you've reached that. I'm like, okay, cool. Now that I've gone here, I think now success would be if I reached there and then set new objectives, new goals and do it again and do it again and do it again and do it again. And that's why I think the moving, it's a moving target is because I'm always setting something that I think I can achieve. It's out there. It's over there. But once I achieve it, I'm understanding that I'm just going to do this again. I'm setting it again. I'm just going to set another one and now try to hit this harder target and just keep moving. So success and goal setting to me is always kind of like, you know, kind of live close together because it's the ability to see yourself in a different, in a different frame of mind than you are now. Like Anwar 2020, 2021, we're moving quickly here. Anwar 2021, what would I see a success from 2021 to 2022? Between now and there, what challenges are in my way? What do, what obstacles, what barricades are I trying to move out of my way? Would I perceive as being successful if I were to go to that next chapter? Um, And it allows me to like be more finite and think about what I'm doing right now then. You know what I mean? Like it's really just a way to just be able to project yourself into the future and to create a bridge between where you are and where you're going, but not create a defiant and a a destination, but just like to move you along, like to get you to go from outside of where you are now to like something that, you know, and I think when you set it too far, sometimes then you're like, now you're living in that really negative expectation rabbit hole where you're just like, I'm not successful because I set this goal and it's so far and I can't achieve it. And now I'm not successful. I'm not successful. I'm not successful. Um, But success to me is uh, the ability to set an objective, put it in front of you and aim to achieve it. And as long as I'm aiming to achieve it, then I think I am being successful because I'm using the power that I have to get to, to, to try to uh, get there, try to push myself there. 
Um, and as long as I'm working towards it, I think you're in a successful position. You know what I mean? Um, I think society will give you a whole nother set of definitions for what successful is to you. Um, but I think in a very confusing way, you know, cause that's just me speaking of like, you know, just when I, that word comes into my body and how I think of it. Um, it's not some diet. It's not, I don't think I can define it because it's, it's literally moving. And that's like, you just watched me try to struggle to define something that I know I can't define. Like, cause like it's constantly moving. So like, I think definitions are beautiful and eloquent and that did not sound beautiful and eloquent, which just goes to show you that I can't define success. Like I can't define it to you. It's just something that moves me and drives me and it's around, but I can't define it. Like I can't say this is what it means to me. Like, um, but that is the convoluted way of me trying to describe to you guys what it means. So, so, um, so with that, then, you know, let's, I think for me, let's take a step back because I think that at some point, um, I know I fell into, we'll call it the societal trap of what success meant. I know I fell into it. I know I was there. I know there was a, a way of living that I was operating out of that satisfied this idea or the social contract of what success is. And you mentioned there was a point where you realized that it wasn't a not moving target. It was a moving target. Mm-hmm. What, how were you operating in the first realm? The initial idea of what, how success was presented to you. Did you have a moment where you were like, okay, it's one central focus. It's single-minded. There's a target and I can hit it and I can reach it. Um, was there a space where you were living through your life that way um, in knowing that it, in that, knowing in that time that it existed as not a moving target? Um, and how did you act in that way? And what did you, how did you operate? Yeah, I think, I think, I think there's definitely, there's probably a time. I think that's when you're, when you're playing the social construct of life is when the target's not moving, you know? Um, and what I mean by that is like house, car, all these things that we already know, career, you need to have this, 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 you need to have this. That's creating success in a way that's not a moving target as if it's like very finite and defined. It's like, these are the targets, shoot them. Like they're not moving career is in front of you, shoot it. And then the next one, shoot it. It makes it seem like it's like, if you were to hit bullseye on any of those ones, you're successful. Um, and that's when it's like really too concrete and too defined because then it's now you're playing the game of, Oh, I've never hit it. I've never hit that target. So am I unsuccessful? Um, that's the one I'm, I think the one, the target was that like to, to when the target wasn't moving for me was when I was playing to the social constructs of life. Now, the problem with that is that you just will perceive yourself to be unsuccessful the whole entire time until you hit the bullseye. And some people can do well in that because they'll they'll try harder to hit the target that's out there and then they'll like hit it and then they'll be like, yes, I did it. I'm successful in this area. And then they'll go and it works for people. Some people, that's too much mental stress because every day you're not hitting that target. You're carrying that negative energy to the next day and it's the cycle continues. So I'm trying to help the audience understand a better way to, um, you know, I'm trying to give you guys a, a fixed way to understand how I think about success and how I did think about success. So I think I used to think about success as a destination and therefore anything before the destination didn't, there was no success in that, which means I lacked gratitude, which means I didn't understand the present moment. It means I was living for the future. Um, and that's what old success meant to me. New success to me means that, you know, 
there is things that are going right in my life right now. I'm present to them. Um, I have gratitude for what I have. And the game of life is a constant uh, attempt at hitting a moving target. And when you're blessed enough to hit those moving targets, it's just you added more abundance into your life. Not that you were lacking it. You had everything you needed. You are just you know, you're just trying to accumulate more things now. Like, I think we're just gatherers. Like we just want to continue. Like, it's, it's very easy for you to be like, not see what you've gathered and just look for what you don't have. Or it's this balance between living in like, I see what I have. I understand what I have. I'm just trying to get more things like, and that's the new version of success to me. So old version, it's a destination. Everything short of the destination is failure. You're, you're not, you're not, you're not doing anything. You, you're not successful because you got to get to the destination to get there, you know, and that's exhausting. That's the hamster wheel. That's a tiring place to be living out of. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Um, and I think the new version of success for me is um, this gratitude and understanding that like being a human being is success in itself. Being, being able to have anything is successful. And the, the 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 desire to want more things is great and the desire to want more things is just you continue to just try your hardest to get more things and if you do you go yes but it doesn't change what you had like what you had actually has more relevance to you like you you carry more weight in what you had and you just see what you're gathering as a bonus like you're just like great i worked really hard i got that thing that's awesome um i'm gonna try and do something else you know and that little shift is um why what i think now success means to me um and mm. how it how it influences my day-to-day mm. i appreciate you sharing and that's why I, I i ask is to i think just address the idea that even just the evolution of the concept of what a success success means to you is evolving as you mature and as you grow up and as you become different experiences have passed you and you become a different person the the natural progression of it needs to change it's a necessity, I think, for me. And that's why I appreciate your perspective because um, it went from one space to the other and you recognize like I wasn't grateful and I wasn't in the present moment. I was somewhere else and it wasn't necessarily serving you. And now you've come to build it for yourself, which I think is a big component of this conversation is build it for yourself, right? Build this whole idea for yourself. And for me, I resonate so much with the idea of like, I don't know how to define it. You know, I was preparing for this episode because I got to thinking, what is my definition of success? What, what does it really truly mean? And I think that a lot of us at the times we, we get told, create it for yourself. <clears throat> definition is a unique journey. It's personal to you. It's whatever you, you name it. But how often are we actually naming it? Mm-hmm. And I realized even for myself, like I knew that theory was correct. I knew that definition is a personal journey. It's a personal vision. It's a personal perspective. But I didn't spend time being over here on my laptop, being like, okay, success to me means dot, 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 and filling in the blanks. I didn't do that practice, but I just had the ideology in my head. And I think that's where um, the difference between knowledge and wisdom comes in. Knowledge is knowing the ideology and the wisdom is embodying what you believe the ideology to be. And I wasn't embodying it. I was simply saying the ideology and this is, you know, so when I tried to come up with it, I felt like success is more of a knowing for me. Um, but before I even get into maybe my definition of success now, uh, I was so deep in the trap of fancy cars and expensive houses and money. Money was a huge one for me because I felt like as a man, if I had more money, then I would be more successful. Mm -hmm. And 
I lived in that world where if I didn't feel like I had enough, then I wouldn't operate on a high level around anyone. It would affect the way I treated the people around me. It would affect my ability to focus on my relationships. I would neglect things. I would um, try to almost sometimes even deflect the pressure of not having said perfect amount of money, whatever that even was at the time, um, and pretend like it wasn't existing or that it wasn't a focus. And I just kept swinging my pendulum. And it was just like, I never really knew where I was. I just, I just knew that I only knew, let me backtrack. I only officially knew when I looked at my space and I'm like, hold on a second. Are you living somebody else's version of success or yours? Mm-hmm. And is that somebody else, your parents? Cause there's a big circle there of what success means, or is it society? Are you just falling in line with whatever they're saying? And so that journey was tumultuous. It was manifesting in a way that was causing me a lot of suffering, causing me a lot of harm. And it was very uncomfortable for me. And I just never really acknowledged that. I just felt like that's the, this is the, this is, isn't this what it's supposed to be like? Isn't it supposed to be what is perceived as like the hellish journey to get there? Isn't it supposed to be suffering? Isn't it supposed to be terrible? Like so hard, like it just feels debilitating all the time, but then you get there and it's all glory. Like, isn't that what it's supposed to be? Quote, quote. And that just took everything out of me, took everything out of me. And I was comparing myself to other people. Um, I was comparing myself to myself, um, which wasn't actually helping at the time because I was doing it in a toxic way. Uh, And I was just living these ideologies that weren't mine. And I think where I recognized eventually was that the discomfort was because none of this aligned with me. And like Mm -hmm. you said, for some people, this aligns and that's great. But I think I never questioned it if it aligned with me. I never questioned if this was the right route for me. So then I finally, through years, and I wouldn't even say I'm still fully out of it because I still feel the pull, you know, I still feel the pull to make like an obscene amount of money. I still feel that pull. I think it's, it's the pendulum swinging. It's naive to think that you often can't swing it fully to the other side. So one side is like this crazy, crazy, crazy idea of success. It's obscene. It's probably not attainable. And you probably won't ever get there because it's not actually real. And then you're like, this is all bullshit. I don't believe in any of this. Swing the pendulum to the other side and say, I don't need anything. <laughs> I don't need a, a car. I don't need, I don't need money. I don't need a home. Like I don't need any of it. F it all. I'm successful on my own. Right. And you swing the pendulum and then what you end up doing is realizing, oh, wait, society is not going to let me live that way. (laughs) Gotcha. I need some of these things. And the beautiful or the hardest part about it, but the most beautiful part is realizing, and that's okay. You know, and that I need, I I would like a car and that is okay. That doesn't mean I'm this obscene success driven person that only needs cars for, to prove myself. No, Mm. it just means I want a nice car. And that's okay. I want whatever it is, right? I want to be financially stable and free. And that's okay. I want a nice house, but maybe not an obscenely. I just want a comfortable home that I can call home. And wanting those things is okay. But for me, I swung that pendulum and I said, no, I don't need any of those things. I'm going to live in a condo for the rest of my life. Like, I don't need all the money. I'm good. Like, they keep printing money. So why do I need more? Like, all of these things. And I don't need fancy cars. And I just realized that that wasn't aligning either that that swing didn't align either and now i'm in a beautiful place where it's like i want a nice i want nice things still 
I want nice things. And that doesn't say anything negative about me. That doesn't mean that I'm a money hungry person or that I have to have these things to prove my worth. It's no, these are just what I value and that is okay. And if Mm -hmm. that's how you perceive me, that is okay too. But that is not what I am. I know what I am. And for me, that's where the knowing comes in is like success for me is a knowing of who I am, of my character. And it's less of uh, an obtainment of things and it's an obtainment of character. That's what for me success feels like. It's like if I feel I can walk through my day feeling good about myself and what, where things are going and, and just knowing who I am at a deeper core level and my character traits and my capabilities. And if I can know that truly and deeply, then I actually, that's when I really did start to feel like I was, let's call it quote unquote successful because I said, whoa, like I may not have all of the things they tell me I need to have, but like, and I still feel good. Like that doesn't make That's not supposed, that's supposed to happen. What do you mean? And it was that journey of realizing, oh, success is actually this inner knowing. It's the inner knowing of who I am and knowing that I'll, if I don't operate out of my best self in this moment, that I know I'm capable of still operating out of my highest self to, let's say, fix that or to work on that or to develop. That for me is where success really came through. That's when I started to feel successful is the challenges are here and I'm capable. The challenges here and I'm capable. The knowing of being capable knowing of my of my of what i am and what i really can achieve um that quote where i think it's from the coach carter um it's something along the lines of we what is your biggest what is your deepest fear our greatest fear yeah our greatest fear is not that we are inadequate our greatest fear is that we were powerful beyond measure and that is where that realization i think when that clicks when that actually clicks then it's like oh it really doesn't matter what i obtain or achieve it's just the knowing that I could if I wanted to. I could. Get me curious enough and I could. Right? Mm-hmm. That's where I was like, oh, this is it for me. Yeah, that's that's a great storyline of kind of like, you know, I think that pendulum thing is super important, like to recognize in yourself. I think I've had that pendulum moment for sure as well, where, you know, you just go the opposite direction. You're just so sick and tired of, you know, keeping up with the Joneses that you just go, do I even need any of this stuff? And you just like (laughs) swing all the way to the other side to find peace, really to end the game, to look, to feel successful in something of just like, well, I'm successful in my decision of not giving a shit. Like I'm just going to go all the way to the other side. And then you realize, like you said, society is like, okay, well, you, you need things. So, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> um, and then I think that, you know, even listening to you and speaking, I'm trying to, you know, envision kind of like how my, because you know, sometimes you get to somewhere, you don't really understand how you got here. I know how All I think about time. success now. You know what I mean? I know how I think, but I don't actually remember like the old way I used to think about it. Like, I just know how I think about it now, you know? Right. I know what's not a, def- it's a you, you can't define me by my things. Like, I know that, but I don't know how I got to this. You know what I mean? Fair. Um, because the reality, yeah, because the reality is, is that it's also the signaling, right? Like, like, who am I trying to signal with my success? Like, Mm. what is the, what is the, is the car for me or is the car to signal to people that I'm rich? Like, because I could be rich and literally look like a bum, like, and how do you know? So to me, it's like when you learn the fact that you can't define success, you can't look at someone and judge them based on like what they're showing you because you don't know who the hell they are. You have Mm -hmm. no idea of what it looks like. So once you start seeing success in different shapes and sizes, that really started shifting my perspective of success. Like I'm like, oh, 
I'm meeting people who are like, you know, by definition of society, super wealthy with the things that they have. But when I see you, you see them, you're like, what? You're wealthy? Mm-hmm. You know, and that that confusion makes you start to think of like, oh, it's really a game of needs and wants. Like, and that pendulum, all that teaches you is that like, you wanted all these things that other people wanted for you. You were like, screw it, I don't need any of it. You go all the way to the other side and then you realize, okay, well, I need some of these things. So what, you, what happens there is you start defining the things that you actually want and then you go and achieve them. You go, re, you go seek them out, you go and do them. Um, but you're not, you're not fulfilling this energetic energy of having to please somebody else. You're not, you're not, you're not so di- like driven and tunnel vision on someone else's goal of you, your tunnel vision on your goal. And that's what that pendulum did for me was I got out of what other people wanted me to want. I swung all the way the other way, got on my hippie vibes of like not needing nothing. And then I like, all I did, all I noticed is my way back to the other side of the pendulum was just like things I want. I'm working towards now the things I want, you know? If I were to become wealthy, I'm like, I don't, I, I don't, I just don't like fancy cars to me. I've never, I, I know deep down to my side, to my core, I've never really wanted those things. So if mm. I all of a sudden got wealthy and started wanting those things, maybe it was a new curiosity, but maybe am I signaling? That is important to me. Like, am 100%. I, am I signaling or did I get a new curiosity that I'm like, now that I am wealthy and I can think about maybe a Ferrari and I never before there's a lot of times this is really like a really, really um, interesting thing. I remember sitting with one of my friends who like, you know, we're at similar stages in life. Like we, you know, we didn't come from nothing, all that kind of stuff. And I'd really noticed a big difference between some of our thinking styles. If I, you, I'm like, Hey, what do you like? What do you desire? And stuff like that. He had a laundry list of things. Mm-hmm. Like he knew, like if he were to get wealth, he knew what he was going to do with it. Like, like he understood like what car he would have or what watch he would buy or all these things. And I noticed I was coming up blank on all of those topics as if like I wasn't thinking about them because I was like, they're not in my realm of possibility. So why am I wasting my energy thinking about things that I can't have? Mm. You know, it was almost like goal setting was hard. Like it was like, yo, what supercar would you want? It's just a question. You can like, you can just think about it. You don't, you don't need to have an answer. I never had a supercar in my mind because I was mm. like, why am I thinking about that? Well, like a, a, a half a million dollar car. Why, why would I even think about that? It almost was like, I just didn't process things in wealth. But there's a problem with that thinking. Because if you're not, if you don't, and not a problem to everyone, to me, what I noticed was like, well, then what is my desire to work to even achieve? Like, you know, the whole like aim for the moon, land on the star mentality. It was like, I never even aimed for the moon. So I have no idea what landing on the stars could be like, because I'm not even aiming for anything. Like, I'm just trying to get out of the poverty line. I'm just trying to get like a little bit further past this where I'm at, you know, but the, the reality is maybe the pull out of the poverty line is to be like, I want that. And it's so out there that like you, you pull yourself out of the poverty line, you drag yourself out. And it was a realization that I had is like, I don't have a, I don't think about wealth, but I want wealth. And is there a problem there? You know mm. what I mean? Is there, is there a problem that like, well, what, cause what is the Anwar motivation to get to the thing then? Like, what are you, what are you using to pull you there? Like, if that's right. what you want, what are you like? Life is hard. It goes like this. Like what's pulling you? What's your pull? You're not even thinking about things on the other side. Like, have you thought about there's, there's people who say like, you should just go and drive a sports car just to feel it. Just to feel it and be like, okay, I like this. And then now you have something to like something to like drag you through the mud, like something to pull you. Like, right. Um, and I noticed I was just like, man, I don't even think about those things. Like, I don't have, I don't. I noticed I was like, man, I can't write desires down because I'm not even thinking about these things. I don't even have them. And I was like a younger version of myself, and it was like I only share that because that helps with the wants and needs. 
you mm-hmm. know, it helps with the wants and needs, you know, I've always known I wanted to buy my mom a house. That's a drive. That's a driving force. Right. And it's like, I know I want that. And that comes from like, you know, wanting to serve my mom and wanting to be able to like, say, thank you for some of these things that you've been able to do for me. But it's like, now that that's in my mind, it creates a concept for you to reach. It gives you something, right? Do I have any of those other things for myself though? Like, where are those other little markers for Anwar? Like, what are Anwar's little tickers? Like, what are Anwar's little draggers? Like, what are, right. what, what, what's pulling me through? You know what I mean? What's pulling you through to the next thing? Um, and so for me, success was definitely one of those things where definitely the, 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 the pendulum, definitely a re-understanding of like, there's just needs and wants in life. You know what I mean? Like, and there's some things I don't care about and that's fine. Like, I don't have to show you my wealth in that way. I can show you my wealth in a different way. It's something that I actually care about. You know what I mean? Um, and then that is a realization in itself of like, you know, if we all were wealthy, what would you do? Your What would you do with it? You mm. know? And what is wealth? Um, something a real, real huge. And, you know, we can kind of maybe jump to a new question or whatever after this, but, or if you have something to add, but something that like, you know, I can't, I grew up in a very poor environment. I think that like, there's something to be said to shake a poor mindset. You know, I think when you grow up into a poor mindset, it's like you focus so much on saving the dollar, not earning a dollar. That is the big difference, right? It's like you're frugal. Like Mm -hmm. when I was, when I grew up from a poor standpoint, it's like, I would grab a dollar and not let it go. Like, I'm like, I don't know when this dollar is going to come back again, you know, and you grip life like that. And, um, it's because of how you kind of ascended, you know what I mean? Like how, what you've kind of come through. And so for me, I just always have always seen things of like what I don't have, you know what I mean? And like, I've kind of, when I've set goals and stuff, it's like to get these things that I, you know, I've desired and I've wanted, it's like, we're poor. So how do we do this? And how do we move into this? And you know what I mean? Um, and I've carried that naturally. I feel like, I feel like that's my fundamental, like understanding of life is like, you, you come from very little, work your ass off to get more, you know what I mean? Uh, and change the generational dynamics of how we start to think about life. Hopefully the next generation doesn't think about the same problems I thought about because I fought through some of them. And then right. they are going to now think about different problems that are maybe our family or our, our communities are going through. And then we continue to then, you know move everyone along. The coming back from Winnipeg, and this was, a, this was something that, you know, it was a, it was such a cool night to go to bed. I was having, a, you know, I had a great time with all my friends, like, you know, my close immediate friends and laughter and like just joyfulness. And I just was like, I was just very in the moment with like my people. I was just like loving it. You know what I mean? And I went to bed and, you know, in that like love for like the day and whatever, I was just like, you know, reflecting on just like, man, we've been with these people for so long. Like, it's just so cool. Like, it's just so rare. And like, you know, I'm going to bed and I was just like, hold up. If relationships, if, if I could make relationships a monetary amount, if it was something that you could monetarily put on a piece of paper, I'm rich. I'm actually rich. I'm like, I'm a millionaire when it comes to relationships. It's just, it's not a number in my bank account. And because it's not a number in bank account, it's harder for me to see you know? And it was just like, the first time I went to bed thinking, oh, I'm rich at something? Like, I'm rich in a category of life? Like, I actually am rich in one of the categories? And I felt like, I'm like, whoa, I'm like, damn, that, like, I've never felt rich at anything. So, it was like, holy shit. Like, 
oh, I'm already rich in something. I'm just trying to get as wealthy as I can in all these other areas, but like I'm already rich. Technically, I'm rich right now. And if depending on what value you put on relationships, and I carry so much value in relationships, I was like, oh, in a in a very, very, very critical, you know, core value of mine, I I am way beyond exceeding my fucking what I achieved to do. Cool. That's that is I like I was like, I've never felt rich at something before. And I'm like, oh. It's just because sometimes we only can see the things that we can put monetary value on, like, you know, and we carry our success number on like the things that, you know, this car costs this much, this house costs this much. I make this much money in my job. I do this. Like I'm married. I'm do. I have like, you know, like things that we can quantify are easier for us to like drive our success meters, but the things that we can't, we have to redefine for ourselves. And it was like, that was a big moment for me to be like, oh shit. I'm already rich. Like right. I'm already rich in relationships. And that's, a, that's something I very, very much value. That's something that like in my world, relationships is like on the top of the list. So it's like, Oh shit, I've conquered one of the biggest journeys of my journey, like already. So it's like, now I'm just trying to conquer other mountains that I haven't, you know what I mean? But mm-hmm. where I sit right now, I'm already in a solid position. Like I can get out of this poor mindset that I'm like, I'm in, like, I'm already rich. Like, and a big pillar of mine, I'm rich, you know what I right. mean? So, and I think the battle with that too, is like, you're not, you're just not rich for other people, you know, like you're not rich to, to, to for other people to perceive you're rich, you're rich. Cause you feel rich. And that's such a, like, I don't know how many people even get to that point in their lives because being rich doesn't ever mean rich in family, rich in relationships, rich in close connections. It never means that because you can't go and tell someone and prove that to them. Right. Because the, the social construct of it all says success proves to other people. Success is a way to prove to other people that you are successful and you are worthy. When in reality, you feel so worthy in that moment because you're like, look at all of these connections and these friendships that I have. Like, look at all this great feeling I have inside that I can't necessarily give to someone else or maybe even teach to someone else or, you know, like, because that's just how I feel. And that's what I resonate with so deeply is like, it's a knowing. It's a feeling. Success for me is such a feeling. And that feeling that you had, in my perspective, is such the definition of what success is. Because um, it's not trying to prove to other people. It's really just trying to feel good. It's really just trying to find your peace and your pleasure and your joy and your happiness um, in the inside. Whatever lights you up. That's what I feel like is really it. So I appreciate you sharing that because, man, I really hope more people hear that. Mm-hmm. And it's a process to get there, man. Like I've had these friends forever. Yeah. How am I just realizing that now? You know, like it's, it's, and you always know you're like, I have good friends. I know I have good friends, but it's a different thing to think about it as like rich. You know what I mean? Like, because we think that if you're, and, and getting rich out of the word of money, like bring rich to other things. I'm rich in health too. I've like, right. I've, I've gone to the doctor, like maybe once in like seven years, like, you know what I mean? It's like, knock on wood. I just, I'm, I, I'm, I'm rich in health. Like I've, I've been able to be healthy for a long duration of time, like, and been able to like have all my body parts work for me and all those kind of things. And it's like, but I've never, all I see is like the lack of chest muscle or the lack of bicep <laughs> or the lack of quad because I'm right. comparing it to other people's, like, you know, what I perceive so to me, the mindset shift there is that like, bro, you're rich because your body works. A six pack is what you desire. Like that is a target you're aiming for. That's in front of you. Go for it if you want. 
but understand you're rich already because your body moves. It works. Like what you have is what's rich and what you're attaining is what's a goal. Like, and separate the two. Like if you like that person with the six pack, they went out and they did something about it. They went and got it. So for you to sit there and be like, oh, I'm not successful. It's like, what have you done to even entertain that conversation? You know what I mm-hmm. mean? You're healthy. Okay, well, do the exercises and then see what comes from those exercises. You know what I mean? And so that little shift of just being able to be like, well, I'm rich in health. I'm rich in my relationships. I have, you know, um, other areas in my life that like, I'm rich in. Seeing them as being rich and not just a privilege is a great starting point. You know, you're, 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 you got a head start in some of those other areas. Mm. Now, how can you leverage some of that gratitude and some of that um, perspective to become rich in what other, 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 other categories that you want to be rich in or wealthier in and just 1% a day, get better mm-hmm. 1% a day at those, in those areas. Um, but if your success is too caught up in where you're going and not where you're at, to me, that's when I was out of, out of whack. Mm. Um, and seeing success as what I was going for and not where I'm at, you mm. know, because it discredits the work that you've done. You know what right. I mean? Like those relationships didn't happen overnight. I like there's blood, sweat and tears. I, I put a lot of work into those relationships to right. have that moment to me was like, it's not a matter of like the universe isn't just like say, Hey, these are 10 great people that love you and care about you. And you know what I mean? Like it's, it was all the effort that you did, all those conversations, mm. all those FaceTimes, all those times you showed up for that person, the advice you gave them, all those small, like, like, and it just goes to show that being rich in anything takes work. Mm-hmm. I didn't just become rich in relationships by just showing up and being like, hi, my name is, and my icebreaker is like, no, lots of work, lots of effort. You know what I mean? And then I felt rich in those spaces and I'm like, Oh, so now it's a matter of like, how can I compound those? How much, how much effort did it take me to get rich in relationships? And can I now bring that into a different category Mm. and put that effort into a different category and now become rich in that category. And it's like, cool, cool. Cause this stuff doesn't just happen overnight. It's not by accident, mm-hmm. you know, it's not by accident and nothing in life happens by accident. I think, I think it's constant effort and constant work at things um, to feel rich in. Absolutely. And I think a play into the conversation too, that we, I think need to address before we kind of, um, you know, finalize the conversation is that you talked about the effort and you talked about the, the, the work it took and you talked about the goals that we're setting on top of what we already have. And with all of that, even if for the example of gaining a six pack, right. All of that has amongst it failure. Right. Mm -hmm. I think that a natural component of talking about success is also talking about failure. So um, the question I want to pose to you is what part do you feel like failure plays in the idea of success or in what part maybe has it played in your own idea of your success? I think it's the yin and yang. You need failure for success. Like mm. they don't, you can't do one without the other. Cause what defines what you only understand the value of life because you understand death, right? You only understand success because you understand failure. Right. Like what is your benchmark for it? Like, what is your, you know, I remember when I had no friends in life, nobody was around. Then I remember when I had two friends and then three and then four, and then a friend group, 
And then I remember when I had a friend group when I was acting as I was acting myself and not who I wanted them to be. So every chapter of, you know, evolution there is a better version of than the last one. But I only understand that it's better because I had the last one. I only understood that I was being myself within a new friend group because I understood what not being myself in another one was. And that to me was now a new level of success. And that's why I think it's also hard to define success because when you're in something, what helps you define the next chapter? It's almost like to me, success is a hindsight thing, not a forefront thing. It's like now that I have a friend group of people that love me and I'm being myself, in hindsight, I can understand that now I'm successful in friendships because I, don't, I didn't understand that there was even this level. Like I didn't, mm. I didn't understand, I, I, I can only appreciate this level because of the chapter I just went through, you know? And I think that sometimes hindsight is also acts as like, or success to me acts as a hindsight thing than it is something that I can like aim for that's in front of me, you know, in hindsight. Now I can see that, you know, like when I go to my cousin's house and, you know, I can still see the structure is very like, we're still working through some poverty. Like we're still, we're still, we still got work to do. But when I open the door and I see five of my cousins all sleeping in a bunk bed, like one after another, like this, like sardines, they're all sleeping together, but they're all happy. Like they're all, they love the sleepover. They're begging to sleep side by side like that. They, that's what they want. Like that's what, that's what they're desiring. So when I look at that room, I'm like, in hindsight, this room is rich, but the structure of it doesn't look rich. Like, but we could be at peace with where we're at and start working towards maybe just changing the structure, but they're happy. Like they would, they would still want to, even if you gave a bigger house or whatever, they would still want to like be with each other and sleep beside each other. So like, it doesn't really, you know what I mean? And it's like, you need to, for me, the sometimes success is just an understanding of like, when you get so far, you understand kind of where you've come from. And that teaches you what success is. It's like, Oh, I feel successful now because of what I've gone through. Um, and I never understood that there's, this was even a level, you know what I mean? I didn't understand this existed before, you know, but mm-hmm. we're here now. And I guess now my definition of success is this. And then you hit another milestone. You're like, okay, well, I right. didn't know that this existed. So I guess now my definition of success is this. Um, and then you keep going. And that's why I think it's so hard to define because like, we're always going to have a new version of success. Like, you mm-hmm. know, like my definition of success right now is going to be different in two years or three years. And I actually think that it should be different because as you mm. see more things and as you do more things, your threshold for what you want to achieve should grow, should evolve, should pan out. Uh, it should be different. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, sometimes to me, success comes as a thing of like a hindsight thing. Like I didn't even know, you know, and now I know. And I'm like, oh, I am successful now. I like, guess. You know, but I didn't know that I didn't achieve, I didn't aim to achieve this. This is just kind of what came with the byproduct of just like, you know, setting goals and achieving them. You know, I didn't know that this is this realization would happen. Um, right. So sometimes it comes in that, in that form too, for me, um, mm-hmm. an afterthought of like, oh, I didn't yeah. know, but now I know. And the reason that I ask is because I think that the the perceived definition of success, I hope for the everyone listening, we are working towards just trying to reframe in the idea like it's not finite, it's very infinite, there's multiple layers to it. And to extend off of that is that uh, it's okay to pursue it in your own version. It's okay to pursue success. And inevitably, whether you choose to acknowledge it or not, it's going to come with slip ups. 
it's going to come with the failures. And I know that for a lot of people, and even including for myself, sometimes um, the, the fear of being powerful versus the fear of being inadequate became something that stopped me in my tracks. Um, I did fear, and I still sometimes wonder, like, do I still fear how powerful I could be? Because there's, it feels like there's a pressure to that. It feels like there's more pressure to that from maybe an external judgment space, like to everyone else, how they would perceive me, than it is to stay average, right? Than it is to stay subpar in my own language, right? Of what subpar meant. And so it was easier, right? And people were like, it almost felt like there's, and this might sound a little attacking and it's not meant to be, but I think that uh, analyzing where we're at, I think there's a lot more people who are perfectly okay being very adequate and it's way below their power level than there are people who are embracing their power and, and actually pursuing their greatness and seeing what they're actually accomplish, what they can accomplish. I think that, that what that created was this normalcy of just being like really and I don't want to use the word basic, but I'm just going to use the word base, like low level, low level in the realm of possibility. That is quo. Right. Yeah. The, we're good with that. And we became so comfortable with that, that we don't um, pursue it more because that actually feels like leaving the tribe. Pursuing success now feels like it's a pull outside of the tribe. And why would we do that when the tribe is good? So I don't need to pursue success because this kind of almost feels like it's its own version of success, even if I hate it. Even if I'm not super, super happy, I'm good because I have other people I can relate to that are also not super happy, right? And I think that that was a struggle for me is like, I can, I can work off of this drama because I feel like I'm, like I'm part of something. And if I pursue something outside of this, then I feel like I'm no longer part of something. And then I don't feel successful. Then I feel like, wait a second, I'm not doing what they're doing. Why would that be success? You know? Uh, and really at the end of the day, um, coming back and trying to tie it back into failure a bit is um, I just, I, I feared the failure of it too. I feared not doing it right and being judged for not getting the, what I pursued, right? Not accomplishing what I was pursuing. Um, even my move to Toronto and then moving back home, I feared the judgment that I wasn't successful in Toronto and therefore I came back because I failed. And that, that idea, that narrative being somebody else's looking at me, Right. And being like, you didn't, you couldn't do it. I knew you couldn't do it. And you just feel like you prove their belief about that. It's too hard to go do those things. And I really, really resent that idea. And that's why, like, when I hear I'm working out, out of that narrative as best as I can to continue to do what I'm doing and to continue to find my way and to just continue to make change. But it's hard. It's a difficult narrative to work through because it's a societal narrative. It's a communal narrative. It's everyone quote unquote narrative. Right what is a journey and so i just wanted to make sure that failure was a part of the conversation and that mm -hmm. we acknowledge that um even further than it's already been acknowledged that it's oh like really for me those failure is success right you just said with you can't have one without the other failure is success because in the failure you learn in the failure you deepen your understanding about yourself your own capabilities what you really actually want to do i went you know go to school for two years hate it that could be looked at as a failure because you didn't get your diploma, but how much did you learn about yourself? How much did you learn about what you really want? That sounds like a massive success to me, but in societal ways, it says no, because you didn't get your diploma. Right. So it's, it's very self-led and, and um, I could talk about it for days, but that's kind of my, my space in regards to how I'm starting to view the idea of success and the idea of failure.
I think this conversation has been something that, you know, as you, we both kind of speak and stuff like this, this is the type of stuff that happens when you speak on something that you've had in your mind for so long and it's changed so many times. So many times. Like, I think like, what is your definition of success? Something that's been asked me for so many different times. And sometimes you feel like, you know, so concrete about it. Sometimes you feel very wishy-washy about it. And um, I think, you know, the real like unpackaging this whole conversation to me, like I think my definition of success is directly correlated to my definition of happiness. That's what I actually think is successful is am I happy with my efforts? And that's like, as long as I'm happy with my efforts, then in my opinion, I am successful to me. Hmm. Now being successful for the rest of it is achievement based you know what i mean like it's i can't control what other people perceive to be as like 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 to me it's almost like successful is a word for you to define me not Mm. for me to define me like my definition of success to me is am i happy and am i giving it my all the world's definition of success to me is you guys can choose like you guys define what you want you know, like if you guys perceive me to be successful, great. If you perceive me to be not successful, great. I don't care. However, the internal clock for me is like when I feel unsuccessful is when I know I'm not giving it my all. Like when I'm in that status quo, then I know like to me, I'm like, you're not, you're not, you're not, you're not being Anwar right now. Like you're not, you're not mm. contributing to the best version of yourself. You know, you're not right now, but if I'm giving it my all, then I'm like, I'm not so concerned about the results. You know what I mean? They say, if you choose, if you chase the, I read this quote, I like, I I really liked it. It said, chase rewards and you'll find a job, chase the process and you'll find a passion. Mm. And what I like about that is like, it's, if you put something finite in front of you, you're like, I'm chasing this thing. And then you're just like, now you're just trying to achieve this thing to achieve this thing. the, The process is lost on you. You know what I mean? You're not, but when you're just like, I like that. And I work really hard. And I'm trying to achieve that. And, you know, then, then you create this feeling of just like you're committed to a process and you're committed to evolution and the results, the award, the whatever is what you guys perceive of my efforts, you know, but I was never committed to the, like that thing. I was just be, doing my best and putting my best foot forward and understanding the knowing, understanding who I am to my core, um, and so that's, I think, I, I think I associate a lot more of my success to like, am I happy with what I'm doing? Like, mm. do I like this? It, like, do I think I'm trying my hardest? Am I doing the best that I can? Um, and success to me is like a byproduct of all those other questions. You know what I mean? And so defining success is necessary. I never really attacked that question as much as I attacked all the, the sub questions that come with trying to define success, you know? Mm. Um yeah, because when you pursue the journey, you pursue the process, then the result of whatever ends up happening as a result of that is a, just generally a byproduct, a beautiful byproduct. byproduct. But, you know, a success says, seek the highs, seek mm-hmm. the really high highs, find the really high highs and get that, get to that, you know, really pinnacle high point and constantly be seeking those highs. If you don't have one now, seek another one. And doing in doing that, we all know you seek the highs which means you're, what you don't realize is you're also seeking the lows because you need the low, low in order to feel like you're ready to seek the high, high, right? You can't just find the process, which is generally in the beautiful middle 
of the journey that kind of goes up and down for sure, right? Goes a little high, goes a little low, um, but it doesn't reach like the extremism side. And that's the beautiful journey. That's the beautiful path. And if on this journey, you get this result that's like, whoa, and it shoots you up, that's beautiful. But your next resting place is not the low, low, because you're so used to the journey in the middle. 100%. And that's that, like, that lift that you just talked about there, that like new high is like that hindsight success that you didn't even know like existed. Mm. Like that, like, oh, well, I'm here now. I didn't know what I was comparing it to before. And now right. I'm like, oh, I got a new idea of success now. Like, okay, now how do I, you know, set new objectives and new goals for myself to try to see if I can hit this next level, you know, mm-hmm. but understanding it's not perfect. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a conversation that I think is like, you know, you, you have this conversation again in two months, I might have a completely different tune, like a completely different tune. The one thing I can always come back to and I always know is that success is a moving target. That's all I know for sure is that it's not it's not something that I can define like in a, in a single thing because my, my definition of success literally changes with my trajectory in life and, you know, what I do on a day-to-day basis and what I'm trying to achieve. And um I think I told, I think I told you this too before, um, where I want to answer questions. And like when someone says, Anwar, how are you doing? I don't want one area of my life to dictate that answer. That's something that I know to be true. Right. And that's when I think that like you are putting too much of your definition of success for yourself in one bucket. How are you doing? Oh, I haven't hit that financial goal. I'm horrible. I'm this, I'm that, like you're too committed. You're too in, your target is not moving. Your target is a single target. You've defined all of your worth is like ah, this number, this whatever. Um, but when you can answer like the, how are you doing? And you have like multiple buckets in your mind, you have multiple things that make up your definition of who you are as a successful human being. Like, and you have a more broad answer for that then I feel like that's when I'm feeling like I'm successful. Like, I'm just like, I'm doing good. Cause like, you know, business is doing well right now, but you know, family life is good. This is good. This is good. This is good. Overall, I'm good. Like overall, like right now on a scale of one to successful, I'm a three, I'm a four, I'm a five, I'm a 10. You know what I mean? Um, but to just put it all in one bucket is to me, like, that's where you're shooting yourself in the foot of like, I'm only successful if I hit this one number, like, I think it's a, it, 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 it devalues the whole human experience to mm-hmm. one finite thing. Absolutely. That's like one of the most powerful things you've ever shared. I hope more, I hope everyone that's listening hears that because that's, we, we define it so often by that. It's just one thing's bad. Everything's bad. And that's just never the reality of it all. It's just how our mind is often programmed to just see the negative, not see the hundreds of positives on top of the one negative. So to wrap things up, what would you say is kind of, you know, your one takeaway from this conversation, your one golden nugget, um, what resonated the most with you? What, what do you think you're going to take away and ponder more on? Um, which is sometimes my biggest takeaway is something, a question that I'm like, I need more need to think about that more. Um, is there anything that comes up for you? You know, I think I might actually take the moving target idea. I think that it gives good language for me. And you know, you, you probably want to say too, cause it's something you're super passionate about and you're knowing, but for me, you know, just hearing the language given to me, gives me an opportunity. I feel like to better understand it for myself. Cause I felt like I understood that it wasn't necessarily a finite space, but to analyze the idea that it is a moving target. And even if you hit it, like there's more than one target, 
you know, like there's multiple things that you can continue to focus on. And even if you hit the target, that doesn't necessarily mean that you're, that life's over, you know, like I think you hitting the moving target is just a beautiful byproduct of trying, you know, and putting in the effort. And if you hit it one of those times, cause you, you practice and you paid attention and you see where it's going to go, maybe left or right or up or down. And you finally hit it one day, you're like, Oh, this is so great. But I, you know, what I enjoyed more is like almost hitting it, you know, and like almost reaching it. Cause that was so much fun. And all the effort I put in was, it just felt good to put in all that effort. That is for me, like uh, the biggest takeaway um, is knowing that the target is moving. Nice. What about you? There are so many, you know, there's like, there is my unclear definition of it. You know what I mean? Like how lost I was in trying to figure it out for myself. Have I even let that go completely? Maybe I'm not in a, in a mental space where, you know, I noticed that I was way more energetically connected to the idea of viewing life as this like ebb and flow balance seeking like, you know, our last conversation, I felt like I was more in the pocket of it. I felt like I was like, because it's something I was embodying, you know, like I am that I am someone who is taking on responsibilities and trying to find the balance in it all. And like, that's the game I like to play. Uh, I think the hot and cold nature of success turns me off and therefore I don't give it much value. I don't, mm. I don't live in that space very often and which makes it harder for me to talk on it, you know, cause I'm like, I don't care. Like, I don't care to be defined as successful or not successful because that's mentally crippling for me. Like it hurts, you know, I don't like, I don't, it is, it's not a serving thing for me as much as it is a, a labeling thing. Like you want to label me as successful or not successful and you want me to have a definition for it. Um, but it's also like, anytime I feel very passionately like resenting something, I'm like, maybe there's more work for me to do there. Maybe it's like, you know, cause obviously the word success is a good word. And it's a word that is supposed to, you know, serve as accomplishments and achievements and goal setting and all those things. So, you know, building a relationship with that term and like understanding what that means for you could be very valuable. It could be very grounding, could be very, um, you know, purposeful uh, if you want to use it. It's that pendulum thing that we're talking about, right? Like it's easy to just swing to the other side because you just don't want to be a part of it. But you dis- dis- you discount the ability to learn about it. You know what I mean? And I do love learning what makes other people successful. Like, I love that. I know I love and live that. I just don't think it's well-defined for me yet because maybe I don't think I've reached certain success levels. Um, and so I'm like thinking that it's like a conversation I can have in the future and not now. Mm. Um, I'm like, when I become successful, I'll tell you how I define success. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> um, and so maybe there's some unpackaging there to be done of like, okay, well, what does success for you in the future look like? And now, you know, mm. what's your definition of them both in both times? Um, beautiful. So that'd be kind of my takeaway. So well said. What's up, everybody? Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Modern Masculinity Podcast. I hope you enjoyed this episode, and we invite you to join us next week as we put out content every single Wednesday. Our goal with this platform is to create a community to support men on their journey of becoming conscious kings. And in saying so, if you took any value out of this episode or previous episodes, please share download subscribe and if you're feeling really up to it go ahead and leave a review you can follow us at modern masculinity remember that it's with a k not a c to represent the mask that we wear and like always thank you for listening and we'll see you next week